On this week's episode, we'll get into some bondage. Or rather, we'll talk about bondage. Whether you get into it or not is up to you. I'll also share the story of my first trip to a dungeon shortly after college as a young 20-something in New York City. And we'll talk about the non-sexual side of kink. Welcome to Leather and Love, a podcast devoted to the intersection between kink and other parts of your life. On this show, we demystify the kink world by talking about the ways in which kink and the mainstream can coexist. I'm Miss Aurora. And I'm Miss Teresa. Leather and Love. We've been getting some great pervertible suggestions from our incredible girl community, but we also have a whole series of videos on pervertibles over at our YouTube channel. You get to see Miss Aurora as the title character of Incredible Girl, going over some awesome household items that you can try, including her favorite, the The fondue fondue fork. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post the link to our pervertibles playlist in the show notes, but if you want to look it up, type incredible girls pervertibles in at youtube and our whole playlist will come up but we have yet another great pervertible idea from our incredible girl community someone wrote into our facebook page saying that they use the cords from their graduation gown for bondage purposes (laughs) which i think is actually a really great way to both use what you have and to tie in no pun intended, to tie in some uh, memories from your, your school days. Ah, uh, ha, ha. And yeah, speaking of college, wasn't that about the time when you first went to a dungeon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, shortly after drama school. It was, um, I had graduated from NYU and I was taking a Shakespeare class with a theater company. And after one of our classes, a bunch of us were hanging out. And one of my classmates, her name was Vivian, mentioned a club called Paddles, which if you know anything about the New York kink scene, Paddles is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, um, kink dungeons in the city. And at the time, I didn't even, I had zero concept of what it even was. But she had heard about it and was like, we should just go there. Let's just spontaneously go there. So we did. We went, I had no, I was like in my very early 20s. I had no idea what to expect. I'm going there with like four, three or four friends And we go and all of a sudden I walk in and I see this a dungeon like and and they were having a party that night. So it was like full on like scenes happening all over the place. And I just remember, first of all, being like overwhelmed, like sensory overload with like everything Mm -hmm. that was happening. But what I noticed, too, um, and I'll tell you about the scene with the old man who was a cop and his no, not not a cop. He was a criminal and the Dom, who was a cop, who was punishing him severely. I'll tell you about that scene in a second. But what I remember feeling at the time was that while my friends were there and kind of laughing at the weirdos, like they were all kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe look at this going on over there. Oh, my God. I was like into it. And I was very quiet. And I was just looking around like, ooh, oh, hey. Oh, hey, (laughs) what's that? (laughs) Like, and everybody kind of like was walking through like they were going through an exhibit. And I was like, can we just Mm. stop over over here? And I just want to see what can we just see what? (laughs) But okay, fine. Then there was this really hot guy that came up to us. He had like thin, like silver wire rim glasses. I remember he had like kind of spiky blonde hair. I don't remember if he had a shirt on or not. I think he didn't. But he had like tight black slacks on. He had a bag with him, like a black bag, and he wanted to worship our feet. 
And my first gut instinct was like, sure, like, here you go. Um, having no idea what that entailed. I was just like, something about that seemed very, like, exciting and cool to me. And my friends were going to do it. And then they were like, no, no, no. And they, they all chickened out. And I was like, but it's just our feet, though. But and then I was like, I started feeling icky about it because I hadn't really been exposed to kink before. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that is kind of weird. And I kind of let the the pull of the the peer group kind of influence my desire to leave. Years later, I got over that. But um, at that point, it was just it was a lot. But I do have that that feeling of I do remember that feeling, I should say, of being the only one of my friends who was actually responding as if this was a serious thing, not like it was a joke that we were just coming to like look at the weirdos. And I was like, huh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So even then, what what's your uh, kind of first exposure to kink? I don't know. When does it start? The first play party I went to was several years ago. Mm. But I had a handful of friends who were into the scene. Yeah, because you lived in San Francisco, which is like the home of King. Oh, yeah. Folsom Street Fair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had a bunch of friends who were in the community in some kind of way up there. And plus with Burning Man, I mean, there's just such a huge crossover between all that stuff. But so I don't know when the first time I was exposed to it per se. Or that you felt like you were into it. Let's put it that way. Like, that you were like, huh, there's something for me here. Well, so, okay. Well, the first play party I went to was a femdom party. And they had an orientation. So if you had never been to their party before, you had to walk in and an hour earlier. And they would sort of, like, set it up for you and tell you what to expect. And, you know, if you needed anything to let them know, etc. That's really good. I like when a dungeon does that, where they, they like, yeah. kind of give people a, a crash course if they need one in the beginning. Yeah. So so I walked in in a cocktail dress as the invite requested. Hmm. Um, it was either fetish attire or a cocktail dress. Um, Very classy. Yeah. And then went to their orientation and spent the whole time learning how to how to hit people basically <laughs> one of the hostesses she she took the newbies under her wing and you know some subs appeared and they volunteered to be our bottoms and we practiced on them and she showed us what to do that is awesome yeah so i learned how to use a cane a paddle i don't know there was an array of toys that is cool and i love that that it's a uh, making making a workshop or kind of like a a teaching moment out of a party. Like it's it's, yeah. it's a festive way to to kind of explore all of that as opposed to like a dry kind of like, here's a workshop on how this is how to use a flogger. Yeah. Um, to yeah. make it very like you have to go to in a cocktail dress and it's it's you're at a play party. Like it's not yeah. removed from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there were it was definitely high protocol in terms of what they expected. The dress code was very specific. Lots of rules to follow both as a dom at that party and as a submissive. It was fun. I went to it for a while. Yeah. yeah. What was it called? Uh, Wick. Is that Wick? Women yeah. in Charge of Kink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember you going to those parties regularly for a while. Yeah. Um, and it always seemed like a great idea. It's like you go and, like, you know there are subs there waiting for you. Like, yeah, <laughs> basically parading in front of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize, like, at first I had this judgment. I was like about humiliation play and I'm like I don't like to humiliate people that's so mean and rude and then <laughs> fuck <laughs> then she got mean and rude and then I got mean and rude no I mean I already was mean and rude but I mean like I remember like I I went through whatever I went through my experience of doing impact play and then I had another experience where I 
was kind of dating somebody and then that ended and that dating somebody in the context of BDSM really fulfilled something for me that I hadn't experienced before. And so I wasn't actually interested in going back into just doing impact play on people that I didn't have a real connection Connection with. with. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'd go to the play parties and I'd be like, what do I want to do? And then something happened and I have no, I I can't tell you what the impetus was. (laughs) Oh, oh, I had a couple (laughs) subs around. I was sitting and I didn't want to do anything. And I was like, can you just, some subs are like, hi, would you like to, you know, do you need anything? I was like, can you entertain me? And they were like, well, what would you like us to do? And I was like, do you know puppetry of the penis? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, what's that? I was like, well, it's a show that like travels around the country. I don't know, maybe the world. And like they create things out of their penises. It's a troop of dudes. I was like, I bet you can make a hot dog or a hamburger out of your dick. <laughs> so one of them was trying to figure out how to create little puppets out of his dick. And then I think I sent the other one off to entertain me by like, dancing on the stripper pole that's what it was and then i made him clean the stripper pole afterwards because his butt was all over it (laughs) it's like please wipe that off i think that's where it started because it just made me laugh i was just laughing hysterically at their like discomfort it was super power exchangey you know it's like i was having a power trip and i really enjoyed that and then i it it kept going and like every time I go back I had this like sea of subs kneeling in front of me and I tell them how to wank and I mean it got pretty deep (laughs) that is it was fun that sounds really fun actually and I've 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 never been to a a wick party but um certainly similar things um I remember when we were at DomCon one year and we uh took part in like a spanking train during uh, one of the opening ceremonies, oh yes, one yes, year. on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had uh, it was a, a troop of of doms and a troop of of uh, subs that were brought in by one particular dom. Was it Mistress Phoenix? Goddess Phoenix. Goddess Phoenix. Apologies, Goddess Phoenix. Um, but yes, uh, it was people that she was training, I believe, or something. But she brought them in, and the, their punishment was they had to be spanked by all of us yeah. in the train. And that was fun because you just get to see them parade on by and you're like, slap. Yeah. But yeah, what's what's uh, interesting is that so much of, of kink, as we've, I think, talked about before on the show and kind of what you're talking about as well, so much of, of kink is not even sexual as much as it's about the power play, the head trip, the mm-hmm. all of that stuff that's... It's funny. When I describe, especially to people who don't understand it, mm-hmm. and I know that people have a different opinion than I do but when I describe it I don't I don't think it's sexual for the most part yeah I don't find it to be a sexual thing yeah. I'm like I have just as much fun co-topping being mm-hmm. with other women and like and giggling because we are cock slapping you know like yeah. or ball busting or something yeah ball busting is like there's a technique where you use the top of your shoe in a specific way so that you hit the taint and you don't actually hit the balls yeah um, and you don't actually hurt someone that's a good segue into uh, the story. I, I forgot to to put this into my story from the my trip to Paddles, my first, because uh, one of the scenes that I walked in on that I was like, whoa, this is intense, but also I had fun watching it and I couldn't take my eyes away, was a scene where a it was a set up like a police barricade and there was a cop car in the, the place or whoa. like the front of a car or like something. But they had this dude, an older man, he had to be like 70 something. He was mm-hmm. an older gentleman. He was with his back on the hood of the car 
And the Dom was dressed as a police officer and she was ball busting him Mm. on the car in a scene. And he was like loving it. That was the thing that that really resonated with me as I was like, oh, my God, that looks like it should hurt because she was going to town like like she was kicking the crap out of him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, he must be in so much pain. He must be like, why would anybody do this? And then I looked at his face. And he had this look of joy and Ecstasy. freaking abandon on his face. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he looks really happy. Like, for <laughs> all that this looks like a terrible, horrible thing to be happening to him, if you look at his face, you see, oh, wait, there's so much pleasure happening right now. Mm. And I, that was like my first little, like, put that into the bank of Teresa's brain that like, huh, this might be something that's worth looking into. File it away for later. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, and if anybody in my family listens to this and they're like, oh, my God, you're doing what at 22? Yes. Um, Anyway, so moving right along. Actually, going into the topic of the non-sexual side of kink, um, as always, we kind of look around for questions from the kink community, Mm -hmm. and we want to hear them from you as well. So we'll give you all our information at the end. We want to hear what you have to say, and if you have any questions for us that you want us to either answer or look into for you, We'd be happy to. You know You know we love the research. We have a question someone asked about kink. This is from Bellaboo1117 on Reddit, and they write, Dominance or submission? How do you enjoy DS, which is how people refer to it, outside the bedroom in a non-sexual way? Often when I inquire about what someone enjoys about DS, the response is predominantly sexual. Nothing wrong with that. However, there's a strong appeal for me that has nothing to do with sex or orgasms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we, we've touched on that before, but for me, a big part of it, and I haven't gotten into this yet, but like a big part of it is being able to like get away with something. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that, mm-hmm. uh, I remember, okay, so this was again in my like mid twenties when I was kind of further along into my kink exploration. I remember on my birthday, I had some friends over at my apartment and we all of a sudden, it turned into a thing where I was getting birthday spankings from everyone. And everybody was spanking me my age. So it was like 20-something, I forget what year it was, but it was 20-something spanks that everybody at the party was giving me. And I was wearing a ball gag, and I was, we it was I, we lived in a house, actually. It was a house I shared with five people in Astoria, Queens. Shout out to Astoria, where <laughs> I lived with five people. And so we had them and a bunch of other friends over. And I was, had a ball gag in my mouth. Bent over a banister because it was a house and you know, two levels. Had my hands on the banister, bent over, and everybody at the party lined up and spanked me for my birthday. And then I had to serve everyone drinks. So <laughs> the so it was basically like, did you know this was going to happen? I was kind of hoping it would happen. Oh, okay. But it wasn't planned. It was just like one of the like somehow the conversation had turned into kink stuff, and mm. then. It was like, oh, I happen to have a paddle upstairs. And then it's blah, blah, blah. What are you into? What are you into? What are you into? Oh, well, you know, it is my birthday. And you know, <laughs> it was basically like me kind of manipulating a situation ah. to happen. And then I basically was just like, mm, you know, so you're kind of happen? topping from the bottom a little. A little huh. bit. But only because nobody, you know, nobody. They didn't this, know the rules. They didn't know the rules. And they also didn't know necessarily all of them that this was something I would be into. Mm. So it wouldn't be something that they would volunteer because I was still very new and whatever. Uh, I think one or two friends at the party that that my roommates that I lived with knew me better as far as that stuff goes. So then birthday spankings, my ass was like on fire. Um, (laughs) And some people like didn't didn't feel comfortable and is like, fine, like you do not have to spank me if you do not want to. Some people 
wanted to spank me, but then didn't want to do all 20 something. Like after 10, they were like, I can't keep doing this to you. I'm sorry. This looks really bad. I'm like, I mean, it's fine if you continue, but it's also fine if you stop. That's fine. But then I had to serve everybody drinks. And the reason I bring this up is that the spanking was great. But the feeling afterwards when I was serving people drinks was so much better because I had put I had a skirt on, but, you know, it was down. Nobody could see my red butt or anything like that, but I could still feel it. Mm -hmm. And walking around knowing that I had that going on was the real like cool part of it. It was the 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 treat, the treat. Yeah. And so I like, you know, and and whenever I've had things happen since, like the scene is great, but it's the the day after or like when you're still feeling it and you're going out and it's a secret that you have that nobody else Mm -hmm. has. First of all, it wasn't even sexual. It was birthday spankings. So and it was giving me the pleasure of feeling that subservience on my birthday. Then also it was the the feeling afterwards. And I and listen, you have like a good 10 people spanking you. You're going to feel that for like the rest of the week. So <laughs> I was carrying that around the rest of the week and it was really fun and Did had nothing to do with Did you carry a donut sex. around with you too? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sitting was very difficult. Uh, I made it happen. Um, thank goodness that denim is a very thick material and yeah. And I, and listen, I have a very, for those of you who don't know what I look like, I have a very padded bottom already I come pre-packaged with a big ass so it's there's there's plenty of padding to go around anyway I don't know if you want to add anything as far as uh the non-sexual side of kink well you know like that humiliation story Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's dealing with sexual themes but it's not sexual yeah it's about power and not the sex Mm -hmm. the way I was getting off on the experience was that I was in control and that made me feel good. Yeah. And that made me giddy, mm-hmm. you know, made me have a thing. I don't know, have an, a satisfying experience. Yeah. This just occurred to me, speaking of birthday spankings, I remember I had a another friend who is not kinky, by the way, or not certainly not in the same way as, as you know, because I feel like everybody is kind of on some level kinky. They just, you know, draw their lines differently. Mm. But... This person I don't think would qualify themselves as kinky, but I went to her birthday party at one point, having just gotten into the scene myself, and she was very sweet. She actually, as a gift, I think for for a holiday or something, she gave me Keep the Roses, Give Me the Thorns, which is like a, a standard like BDSM 101, like old guidebook that, that people used to start with. Gave me a copy of that when I told her I was into kink. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. You're like so supportive. But I went to her birthday once and I had brought my newly purchased paddle and uh, and flogger. I mentioned I, I, to somebody, like it, we got on the topic and I mentioned that this friend of mine had gotten me that book and that I happened to have my stuff. So of course, everybody wants to see it and suddenly that becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. So I take them out and they're like, oh. so suddenly people are lining up to get spanked. And what was funny is that all the guys were talking a big game and like, oh, yeah, I could totally do this, whatever. And they would bend over and I would spank them and they'd be like, ow. (laughs) And like, I'd be spanking them on their wallets. Like it was over the clothes. It was with wallets in their back pockets and they were still crying like babies. The girls bent over and were taking it like champs. I was like... It was amazing to watch. Um, they were all like, yeah, more, harder. Yes, cool. And I was like, hey, now. But I realized that for me, there's definitely a difference, a gender difference in how I respond. Because I realized I've, t- I've told mm. a lot of subbing stories. And I, I consider myself a switch. And I I noticed that you tell a lot more dom stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're very much like more a dom. I, I don't know. 
Um, and we can you can clarify if you'd like. But for me, I noticed that there is a gender difference. And for those of you who, who don't know me, I am I do identify as bi. So for me, I'm more of a dom or I feel that dom energy click in when I'm with women. But I feel a submissive energy when I'm with men. And I don't know what that says about me as a feminist or what, but that's just the way it is. And um, I think it's interesting that uh, I don't know why I thought of that, except that we're talking about birthday spankings. Well, that <laughs> I mean, that does definitely play a role. Like spanking a, a woman is feels to me way more complex than spanking a man. I feel like I have to take more into consideration when spanking a woman than I do a man. Hmm. With a man, it's pretty straightforward. He's paying for paying. The exchange is that he's here, he wants to be spanked, he's going to enjoy the spank. For the female, it feels like it isn't, the exchange isn't necessarily quite that direct. It's more like, I'm here for the camaraderie, and if we have the right connection, or I think you're cute and I'll let you do this, or there's, it's a more of a psychological experience mm. to me. I feel like I have to be way more careful, and I don't mind it. I actually like spanking women, but, like, I have to be way more careful and mindful of the way I do it Mm. than if I'm doing it with a dude. A dude, I'm just like, sure, I'll whack your ass, you know, a billion times. (laughs) No problem. But with a female, it feels like it's not that it has to be softer, but it's like the connection has to be different. Mm. My experience has always been that, like, I mean, and this is, I think, true of women for any number of reasons, but that they are, they can take a lot more pain. Mm-hmm. Like, we walk around with, a, you know, in these bodies, there's a lot of pain happening all the time. Thanks, menstruation. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and childbirth and all that, like, we're just built to withstand a lot of pain. And so in that experience, for example, when I was at my friend's house, it almost seemed like they wanted to show off how much they could take. Hmm. And it, and I think you're right. I think it is psychological. It's very much like, I got this, you know, like, and they're bending over and like, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great. Whereas I like, it's funny, because like, you think of like men having like all this bravado and all this like, show offiness. But when it came down to it, they were kind of wusses. Like, Aww. and so which makes me respect a good male sub, mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, he's taking it like a champ. I like this guy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. do you remember the guy at DomCon who gave us a donation to spank him? And we were using the the huge fraternity paddle that I have. Oh, yeah. It was like I was hitting a baseball with that thing on his <laughs> ass. And I was like, I don't know how this guy is taking it, dude. It was fun because, like, normally you cannot spank somebody like that, in my experience. But this guy was such a heavy bottom. Yeah. I could not hurt him. Yeah. It was like he had no... No sensation, period. Yeah, and we checked in, and he was fine. He was like, yeah, he's, he, he was, he's like, I'm good. One point, I was sitting on top of him, and we were both, we were co-topping. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was intense. Yeah, he was he was a very quality bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting misty-eyed just thinking about it. But again, on all of these stories, the exhilaration that we're talking about, we did not have sex with any of these people. There's no ecstasy. There was no, yeah. At least from sex. No nudity. There is no sex. There is no, none, any of that. Which is funny because I've told people in my life that I've explored kink or I'm into kink and they go immediately to sex. And I'm like, mm-hmm. most of the stuff that I'm telling you, I've done with clothes full on. Like, this isn't even like stuff that I've done in like kink attire. This mm-hmm. is all just like at people's houses at parties. <laughs> We're just hanging out and drinking beer and hey, let's, you know, whatever. Let's spank, guys. Let's spank everyone. Time to spank. <laughs> spank o'clock. Um... <laughs> 
so there's definitely a lot of room for non-sexual, non-sexual, <laughs> consensual, non-sexual <laughs> kink play. Yeah. And I would love to hear again from all of you, you know, tell us your stories of your first kink experiences, of how you explore kink in a non-sexual way, or if you feel like a gender difference, if you have partners of, of any and all genders, what that experience is like for you, and if you see any differences or not. Love to hear any of that. Thanks for tuning in this week. Yeah. Yeah. Leather and Love is brought to you by Incredible Girl the Series and Pominock Entertainment. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. I'm Miss Teresa. And I'm Miss Aurora. I always forget that I go first. Sorry. Shoot us an email with your thoughts and ideas about the show at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com. And find us at IG underscore series and at our website, igseries.com. You can also visit Pominock Entertainment at pominockentertainment.com or find us on all socials at Team Pominock. That's P-O-M-O-N-O-K. See you next week on Leather and Love, a podcast for everyday kinksters. Aww.